I think what Jesus was telling us about today in today's scripture readings and the parables of scattering seed on the ground and what happens was all about choices, all about the choices that we make. You know, we face how many choices across a typical day? Lots of them. I was thinking about what to share with you regarding this this week, and for whatever reason, my thoughts about choices turned to toothpaste. I don't know why. I remembered how that when I was young, and some of you may remember this as well, you would go to the grocery store shopping for toothpaste, and there would be how many choices? Pepsodent, Colgate, Crest. That pretty much ran the gamut of it for the most part. And now you go in any typical grocery store and you have how many choices to make regarding toothpaste. So in thinking about that, I did some field research on this. I looked at the Crest Company online. Now, we're coming now to the audience participation part of our service, so get ready for this, okay? I looked online at Crest Company. Anybody want to venture a guess how many variations of toothpaste Crest makes? Anybody got a number that you want to get? Yes, Joe. Twelve, okay. Anybody else? Twenty-five, I heard somebody say. Yes. Yes, Peter. Eight, okay. Okay, another hand back here, Cindy. Thirty-seven, okay. How about, by my quick count, fifty-six? They have toothpaste. Now, not all of them show up in any one store. I'm sure there would not be shelf space for for that. But just Crest alone, when you go to choose toothpaste, imagine 56 options. They have, believe it or not, plain Crest. They have Crest with baking soda. They have Crest with scope mouthwash. They have Crest that are supposed to whiten your teeth more. They have Crest... Based on the movies, remember Finding Nemo? They have a Finding Dory crest. I hope I don't find Dory when I'm brushing <laughs> my teeth. They have crest for left-handed people. They have about every type of crest that you can imagine. They've got it. We're faced with how many choices across the day? And here's the thing about our choices. Many of them are no more consequential than the tight toothpaste we choose, but some of them do have a lot of gravity surrounding them. Some of our choices do. But consider this, that all of our choices set processes in motion in our lives that take our life places. And these processes, once we've started them, we may make the choice and respond to that choice in just a moment, but it often, the results of that choice don't end there. As we make choices, we start, intended or not, processes in motion in our lives that move our lives places, that take us places. I really think that's what Jesus was trying to say in the parables we just heard him tell about the kingdom. The parables, both of them, start with this guy who scatters seed 
on the ground. He made a choice to scatter seed on the ground. And now listen to the exciting thing he does next. He goes to bed. In the morning, he gets up again and goes across, across his day. And the next night, he goes to bed again. And he rises and sleeps and rises and sleeps in this continued fashion. But all the while, the seed that he scattered on the ground is doing something. He's not making it do anything. He just made a choice in a moment, scattered the seed on the ground. But it started something. And as he's rising and sleeping, those processes that he started by throwing them on the ground as a result of the choice he made are at work. He doesn't see them happening because the process is happening below the ground and the seeds begin to take root and sprout and grow even as he was sleeping. And the seed he grew as the process he put in motion but did not continue to make happen. It took a life of its own. As the process went forward, the seed grew. Jesus said he knew not how. Careful what you start. Jesus told another related parable. He said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's very small, as Corey, with the help of the children, was just showing us a moment ago. But when it is full grown, it becomes really, really big. And birds live in it. Animals live around this tree that came, that here's the irony of it, from this little tiny seed. You plant the seed and then... Across time, the processes start and take a life of their own, and it gets bigger than you thought, and you look at it and you think, wow, from this little small seed, I didn't think it would get that big. Several Christmases ago, my wife told me what she wanted. We were in Walmart. We passed through the section where they have the plants, and there was some small rosemary plants stuck up out of the little pot about that big, all neatly shaped like a, like a Christmas tree. She said, I want two of those. So I thought, if that's as hard as Christmas gets, I can do that. So we bought two of the plants, and we take them home. We give them to her, and she plants them on either side of our garage, these two little Christmas tree-shaped rosemary plants. I have no idea what happened to those things. But they grew, I am telling you, they grew like wild. It wasn't long before you could hide Volkswagens behind these rosemary plants. We couldn't cut them back away from the house fast enough. On a quiet night, you could hear these things growing. It was unbelievable what happened. With, and we were thinking, we had no idea that they would get this big. And it didn't take long before they weren't shaped anything like a Christmas tree. They were just like some alien life form that had landed there beside the house. We didn't know they'd get that big. I think that's what Jesus is telling us also. The processes that we start due to the choices that we make can get really big. 
really fast. Had you known her, you would have thought she was the last person that would ever fall into this. She was so nice and kind and unassuming. She had surgery, and in the aftermath of that was prescribed pain pills. She started taking more than was prescribed. She made the choice. She got hooked. So happened that she worked in a bank, and she started taking out bogus loans in the names of her customers and taking the money to feed her ever-increasing habit. By the time it was discovered, she had taken some $250,000. Needless to say, she lost her job. Marriage fell apart, lost her home. I went to visit her in the prison up in Alderson, West Virginia. And I remember her saying, I never meant for it to get this big. I never meant for it to go this far. I think that's what Jesus was telling us in these parables. Take care of what you start. Your decisions put processes in motion that take your life places. And like the mustard seed that we put in motion may not look like much, but they can get really big, really fast, bigger than we ever meant for them to. Be careful what you start. Corey Tinboom was an amazing follower of Jesus. She and her sister Betsy courageously hid their Jewish neighbors during the Nazi occupation of their native homeland of Holland. They were found out. Corey and her sister Betsy were sent to the concentration camp called Ravensbrück. And there they saw horrible cruelty. They saw tough things. Betsy died there before the war ended. The war ended in 1945. It was two years later, 1947, that Corey Tinboom was invited to a church in Munich to tell the German people there about God's amazing forgiveness. After she spoke, she hadn't noticed him in the crowd during the service, but after it had ended, he made his way forward to her. She remembered him. He said, you mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk. I was a guard there. She already knew that. But he apparently didn't remember her. He went on saying, since then I've become a Christian. And I know that God forgives me and thank you for reminding me in your message tonight how that God puts our sin in the deepest parts of the ocean never to be remembered again by him. And I know that God forgives me, but... It would mean a lot to me to hear those words from you. Will you forgive me? And he extended his hand. She remembered him. She remembered the cruelty. She remembered Betsy. 
And she did not want to take that hand. All of a sudden, the choice was in front of her, one that would put processes in motion that would take her life places, processes that would get really big, really fast. As she wrestled with her choice, as he kept his hand extended, she remembered the victims of Nazi cruelty that she had worked with in her homeland since the war's end. And she remembered all in just a few seconds seeing how that those that were able to forgive what they had experienced were able to move forward and rebuild their lives and find joy and how oppositely that those who had not been able to forgive stayed stuck in bitterness. Now the choice was hers. She did not want to forgive. She did not want to take that hand. In her own recounting of that moment, I'll read to you her words. I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Help me, Lord, I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. But Jesus, you supply the feeling. And so, woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands. And this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother. With all my heart, she said. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. Here's what I think Jesus was trying to tell us that the choices we make put processes in motion that take our life places. And these choices, like the mustard seed, though they may not seem so big in the moment, can grow to be really big, really fast, because after the moment we engage in the decision is passed, the process takes a life of its own and continues forward. And the choices we make may not look that big in the moment, but they take our lives places and the lives of the people around us. Choices like spending time with kids, taking time to pray, what we give our money to. We talked about tithing last Sunday. They don't seem like much. They seem so every day. But they are powerful things. 
They move us. They move those around us. Dads, today we thank you for the ways you live that out in your homes, for the ways you live that out in your places of work, in your communities, in your church. You are heroes because of those things, because of the choices you make. We honor you. We thank you for that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, all God's people together said, Amen. Amen.